Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. And without any further ado, here they are, the Sports Bros. What's going on, world? This be your boy, Eddie Cool, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Allow me to reintroduce myself. I am the head of creative over here at the Sports Bros Podcast, Eddie Cool, and this is episode number 24, a.k.a. the Kobe Bryant episode. We ain't going to be talking about Kobe Bryant, but you get it, 24. If you lost, then don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And as always, I got the almighty B-Live with me. Going on what's happening in the world today. This be your boy, the Almighty Be Live. Back at it again, episode 24. Kobe. And, <laughs> and as always, we get uh oh, I'm sorry, did I, did I cut you off? <laughs> oh no, oh no. I'm just waking up, you know, but this is a wonderful, beautiful day here. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead and introduce that other dude that um that we're so that we're so lucky to have him and such and such and whatever he's about to say. <laughs> and as always, we got Mr. Wonderful himself, the money man, Scotty D. Hey, boys, how are you today? I am happy to be with you guys. I feel like I'm lucky to have you guys here with me today. I'm ready to talk some sports, ready to welcome in our new listeners. Um, yeah, man, it's almost football season, so I'm in a good mood. So let's do it. Hold on. Before, before we continue... Did, did I just hear that correctly for the first time? Did Scotty D say that he's lucky to have us as opposed I, to the other did. way around? It's a love fest. I am lucky to have you guys. Oh, dear God. Um, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, the thing about it is with the temperature outside, it is virtually impossible for hell to freeze over. But it, we're close to it if Scott is lucky <laughs> to have us. But you know, go ahead, go ahead, Eddie. Cool, do, do what you're supposed to do. It's a love fest, boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Open your arms, give me a hug. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we got the Almighty Be Live and the Money Man Scotty D, and we are the Sports Bros Podcast. Guess what, fellas? We're gonna go ahead and dive right into it. Let's not waste no more time. Here we go. We got NFL news and notes, and Scotty D mentioned football is back. It's preseason football, but football is back. It felt good to come home from work last night and like, hey, look, there's a game on TV. It's dark outside. It's an actual football game, actual professionals. A lot of these guys won't be around a couple weeks from now, but you know what? It is what it is. And hopefully those guys uh, can put on a good showing and get jobs elsewhere because, um, you know, when somebody gets fired, there's always an opening, always an opening. All right, and with that being said, news and notes, Josh Gordon, Flash. Josh Gordon, wide receiver of the New England Patriots, gets reinstated, which means Tom Brady gets a top-notch weapon at wide receiver. Fellas, we think about Josh Gordon being reinstated for the 5th, 11th time in the National Football League. Be live. Go first. I'm glad you used that term, 5th, 11th time, because if this dude don't get the most chances and opportunities and literally, they blow up in smoke, literally and figuratively. But you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
going just I'm going over my own life right here and my track record and I've been given chance after chance after making mistake after mistake. So I cannot be one to judge. On a on a side note though, this is a professional. Like this is like you're being paid millions of dollars to play a game, play a sport. It I'm thankful that he gets another opportunity and maybe does the best best with it. Do am I happy that Tom Brady has another weapon? No, because who likes Tom Brady on this show? None of us, not one of us. Any, do, do y'all do y'all like him? I don't know. Maybe I don't like him. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, maybe, maybe we're hating, but that's why we're. This is sports for the fan, by the fan. I, we 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 can be biased. Josh Gordon, please, just please, do right this time. Do right. Not just for yourself, but for the league, because the league has taken a lot of hits when it comes to player conduct and things like that. You're, you, you've been given yet another chance, and Roger Goodell has put his name on you. And if you fail again, it's, it's not going to be a good look at all. Like I said, not just for himself, but for the league entirely. So, I mean, because there's plenty of players mm-hmm. out there that have an um, opportunity that could um, fill that roster slot as opposed to him. But he is talented, so we'll see. We shall see. Yeah, I'm, I, it's, it's confusing to me, man. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. Like you said, the guy's get, been given plenty of opportunities. Um, and, and like you, I, you know, I've in my personal life, have had more than my fair of, of screw-up. So I'm, I'm not hating him on that. I just – I don't understand – what? Why he got suspended in December and then reinstated now? I, I just I don't I I'm confused by the whole process. You know, as as a Dallas Cowboy fan, we got a guy Randy Gregory does the same thing. Yeah, I I don't understand what this is, how what the uh, the the uh, I, I don't understand how you decide what the the suspensions are anymore. I mean, it just it seems confusing. You got Tyreek Hill, who's you know. Shown some domestic violence signs, get no suspension. And Zeke Elliott gets five or six games for not even getting arrested. I I just don't I don't understand Roger Goodell. I think he's bad for the league, and I think he's there. There should be more structure. I think when it comes to the suspensions, not just one guy being a dictator. Because to me, it's completely confusing. I don't know what Josh Gordon did in December that got him. You know what exactly was that his violation was, but. What between then and now got him reinstated? I just don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I really don't have a good point to make because I am confused when it comes to this situation. Yeah, it does. Um, it does raise the ire of like, okay, like you said, he got suspended in December, and here it is, you know, mid-August, and then boom, okay, now you're no longer suspended. Um, I mean, it's guys. Your guess is as good as mine. And I, I just hope that for, for his sake, like, Josh, get, get it together. Like, get it together. You're a hell of a talent. You're good when you're on the field. Because um, I think at one point, I think when he was playing for the Browns, he was leading the league in, uh, I think, receiving yards. And, like, the like the close second was, like, y'all, like, you know, like a couple hundred yards away or whatever. So, I mean, he led the league, you know. He, he has the talent. He has potential. 
what he has to do is just pull everything together. Just like you mentioned, you know, about the Randy Gregory situation and then the Zeke situation. And um, like you said, Monday Man, Scotty, the, um, the NFL, you know, if this doesn't work, they really need to get it together. And you said the same thing, B-Live, too. If, that, if this doesn't work, we have to ask the question to the NFL, what in the hell is going <laughs> yeah. on? Because it's, it's, it's just – I'm not saying it's mind blowing because you know, like you said, we've all you know, we're in all three of us can vouch. We are not perfect; that we are not, and everybody and we've had chance of the chance of the chance. Except for us, you know, we, you know, realize like, hey, if you don't get together here, you're going to wind up there. And so, hopefully, um, the same can't be said for one Josh Gordon. Hell of a talent. He's got to stay out of trouble. My question is, where is Justin Blackman? Where is he? Mm-hmm. He's He's been suspended since 2013, and we haven't heard from him since. I mean, he has several violations, and I'm telling you, man, abuse and addiction and trouble is is tough, especially with these guys being in the limelight. It doesn't make it more easier. It welcomes trouble instead of, you know, throwing it away. It's just – it's bad. It's bad. It's sad, and um, I wish the best for – nothing but the best for Josh Gordon. All right, we're going to hop right into divisional previews and predictions. And the first division we're doing today is the AFC East. This should be real easy. Uh, before I give my prediction, we'll let the money man give his predictions on the AFC East. Who's going to win it and who's going to be scraping at the bottom of the barrel? And who's going to be in the middle? Scotty D, who you think? I'm picking the Dolphins. You lies. Ooh. Lies. Yeah, I, am, I just wanted to catch Roger <laughs> Belly, Bellamy's attention out there. He's a Dolphins fan. Lies. Nah, they, I'm picking the Dolphins to have the number one pick in the draft next year. That's what I'm picking. Uh, mm. the, the, the rest of the field is not caught up to the Patriots yet, especially now that Goodell gave them this nice, shiny gift here and let Gordon back back on the team. But, it's yeah, it's it's this one's just too easy to pick. It's going to be the Patriots. And – the Patriots could end up back in the Super Bowl again. I hate to say it, but um, the more interesting thing to see in that division is how are these second-year quarterbacks, these top quarterbacks that were picked last year, going to develop as far as Buffalo and New York goes, Josh Allen and Sam Darnold, just to see if there's going to be progress made, see if the Jets are going to make progress with Le'Veon Bell, seeing what the what the Bill situation is going to be like if McCoy's still holding up. I mean, he's getting starting to get up there. So those two are going to be interesting to see. I don't see either of those two teams, Jets and Bills, making the playoffs. I just kind of think it's going to be interesting to see how they progress this year. Well, simply put, I, I, I want to shake this up as best as I can, but yeah, no, no, really can't do that. Patriots, <laughs> I, I put the Patriots 11-5. They do not get a first-round bye, by the way. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there since I got a second chance at this. <laughs> I put the um, let's say I put the New York Jets at 7-9. and nine. I put the Bills at 6-10. and 10, And I put the Dolphins ugh, at 2-14. and 14. So, ugh. I think the Jets have improved quite a bit. I think Sam Darnold does some damage. But they'll be just on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, I can um <clears throat> I can kind of understand where you're coming from, Bilab. Um as for me, uh Pants win the division. Surprise, surprise. Who the thunk is? Exactly. Surprise, surprise for the fifth eleventh time. Um they win the division. Uh as far as Buffalo, uh that defense is stout, but the problem is they have no help from the offense. But um 
I see Josh Allen doing some things this year, doing some things. He um you know, he really he really got my attention last year. I mean, I'm not all in on, you know, on Josh Allen, but I'm like, you know, he he has some potential. You know, let's give him a few more years, give him some help, and he'll be fine. Like you said, Scott, Shaden McCoy's getting a little longer too, so we'll see how that pan out. Uh let's see, as far as the Jets go with the addition of Le'Veon Bell, uh the Jets will be competitive. I don't think they'll lay down, but then again, it's the Patriots and everybody else in that division. And the Dolphins, well, um, enjoy Fri- uh, Fitz Magic because, as we know, <laughs> when 12 o'clock comes. <laughs> He's a pumpkin. <laughs> exactly. That carriage is going to turn into a pumpkin, a pure pumpkin. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, let's see. Patriots, Jets, Bills, and the – What's the other team? Dolphins, sorry. Wow. Patriots, Jets, wow. Bills, and the Dolphins. Look, I had a brain fart. Rod- Rodney, Cliff, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I apologize ahead of time. I don't even know what that was. I can smell that brain fart all the way in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And he, he that was in Cleveland. Whew. That was um that came across my Wi-Fi all through my speakers and in my ear, through my nose. I was like, great day. But I digress. Yeah. Eddie Cool, you be all right. Just let let, let it go. I, I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> I just had a, a, a crazy brain fart. I don't know what the hell just happened. All right, we're going to go to Scotty D's division, the NFC East. They're on the East Coast. Uh, let's see. Um, we're going to go with uh, Scotty D first. Who is your pick? It's going to be obviously be live. You know who you're going to pick. Who you think is going to win the uh, NFC East? Well, it depends on Zeke. If Zeke comes back, the Cowboys will be 16-0 and win the Super Bowl. If uh, without Zeke, without Zeke, 12-4 uh, and four win the Super Bowl. That's pretty, pretty easy. Now, I, I have to pick the Cowboys just because I'm representing them. And uh, I know this is the time of year, and, and i got to be honest with you, in years past, for for a lot of years, I was picking the Cowboys to go eight and eight every year, and I was right a lot of times. And that's because I'm I'm not a Jason Garrett fan. I don't think he's a a great next level coach. However, I'm gonna I, I think they can win that division this year based on uh, the defense and uh, Rod Marinelli and Chris Richard as our defensive coaches. I think the Cowboys are poised to have a really good year. On de- this is the best I think going into the season. The Cowboys defense has looked in a long time. Um, Demarcus Lawrence is a question mark because he's coming off a of shoulder surgery. But if he comes back and can, if they can get some pressure on the quarterback, the secondary and linebackers for the Cowboys are really good this year. I'm still not 100% sold on Dak, but I think if Zeke comes back, they'll have enough weapons to win that division. Um, I, I know the Eagles are going to be probably strong again. I, I'm, I, I think the Giants are going to be garbage. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with the Redskins. They seem to be an enigma year in and year out, but. I, I do you, probably you guys are probably going to agree with me that it's a two horse race here, right? Between the Eagles and Cowboys, that that what it looks like to you as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I can agree with you on that. Um, my prediction for the NFC East is confusion. There's a whole <laughs> because the entire division is a whole bunch of confusion between the Cowboys and everybody wanting to get paid, between the Eagles, um giving away their um, best um, option at quarterback. I don't know. I'm still not sold on Carson Wentz. He still hasn't played a full season yet. I'm just that's saying. That's the question, Mark. You're right. That, that's, that's the I'm, big I'm question. I'm just saying. Like he's, they, he's so uber-talented from what I hear 
from all of the media pundits, but I just he, he is yet to complete a full season. And I mean, they're talented. Then you've got um, then you've got the um, Redskins. They still haven't decided who they're going for with quarterback, whether it be Case Keenum or um, what my dude from Ohio says, um, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Sorry. D Ohio. See. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> ladies and oh, gentlemen! If you, ladies and gentlemen, if you did not get that reference, you need to check out my spot on what happened Wednesday this past week. I think it's my best one yet. I like I like laughing at myself. This one was the funny funniest one yet. But um, uh, yeah, it was funny. It was but hilarious. yeah, like it's there's so much confusion in that in that division. Like, so like it's one of those things. Will Dallas be able to? curtail all of the distractions because there's so many distractions. Dallas on paper right now is the best team in football. Yes, Scotty D, I said it and I almost threw up in my mouth. But oh yeah, yeah sixteen and oh probably. Yeah. No, no, right. no, not six shut up. <laughs> no, no, you will not get me on that train ever. But I will put Dallas at thirteen and three if they get their Ooh, act I'll together. Thirteen and three. I put the Eagles at ten and six. Put them in for a wild card. The Giants. I put them at six and ten, and I put the Redskins at five and eleven. So, yep, I yep, I pretty much agree with that. Uh, Redskins at the bottom of the barrel because they don't know what the hell they got going on. Um and plus they got a holdout. Uh, was it Trent Williams? Yeah, Trent Williams holding out. I was like, you know what? I don't even want to be here no more. Trade me. I'm not showing up. Um, you got that whole issue going on. So there's a void in the offensive line, and then you have the Giants. Just they're already coming to the season as a walking wounded, and I think we might see Daniel Jones early. I think we just might. This might be the year where we just may see Daniel Jones. I think. I think. I think they go with him. Midway through the season, when they realize they're not going to make the playoffs, and I think Eli Manning passes the torch. But right now, who exactly are they throwing the ball to? Like that's Eric Ing- <laughs> Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley and some dude named Jeff from the practice squad. <laughs> right. <know>. <laughs> the, <laughs> amidst all the confusion, that's what I'm saying with the Giants. Like they, they have nobody to throw the ball to. So. um but yeah, I think wait no, I think Sterling Shepard is back. I think he injured his um, thumb or something like that. I think he's back. Mm-hmm. But like I said, probably they're being precaution, this necessary precaution, not playing him in preseason or whatnot. But I think he's back. But Golden Golden Tate lost his appeal, so he's definitely suspended for four weeks. Um, and what my other dude, I can't even remember his name right now, but he's gone for the entire year. But um, yeah, Corey, Corey Coleman. Coleman, yeah, he's he's done for the year, so. Wish him the best. Hope he gets back healthy and everything. But, um, yeah, that is the NFC East for me. Did I really say the Cowboys will go 13-3? and three? You didn't I, say I that. I can't take it back. Yeah, I can't Ooh. take I can't I take I, it. I have to admit, I think that's high. I, I think I don't think the Cowboys will win 13. But, man, sign me up for that today, B-Live. I'll take it. Thank you, sir. Well, we, well, we just might have to look at the Dallas Cowboys schedule and see um, – you know what they can do, but in the meantime, uh, let's see. Um, I just believe that it all depends on what the Dallas Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott does because I think the division is theirs for the taking, and if not, 
I think the Eagles can go ahead and slide up in there. And then um, I think the Redskins and the Giants for the bottom of the barrel, I think they flip-flop. I think they flip-flop. And um, I think we may see some we, – we may see two rookie quarterbacks probably by do, 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 between week seven and week ten. Between week seven and week ten where it was, everything is pretty much set in stone, set and done, and reality is set in. We're going to try again next year because for those teams, next year is going to come real early. Real early in the season. Yep. So that's it for the AFC East and the NFC East divisional previews. Coming up, we got UFC 241 results. Yep. They had a big action packed weekend in the world of mixed martial arts. All right. We got Nate Diaz defeating Anthony Pettis. And after the fight, Diaz said, you know what? Where's um that guy that knocked out Ben Askren? What's his name? Um, Jorge, Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, Jorge Masvidal. He won't parts pieces of Jorge Masvidal. Scotty D, what's think about that? This I was really torn watching this fight because these were my two favorite fighters. I love watching Anthony Showtime Pettis. He has a um, just a flash and a flare about him, doing the, some dramatic things in the octagon. And I have just always been a fan of of Nate Diaz. I remember watching him on The Ultimate Fighter when he was like 22 years old, years ago. Uh, I actually thought Pettis was probably going to win this fight based on ring rust and the fact that Pettis has been on a roll. But, uh, boy, Nate looked really good the other night. Uh, As far as calling out Jorge Masvidal, man, that would be super exciting to see those two fight. But I'm going to tell you guys, that fight's not going to happen. It's um, it's just it's it would it would make no sense for Jorge Masvidal to take that fight right now. As as much as he would probably uh, cash in on a big payday, uh, Masvidal right now is after that knockout of Ben Askren we saw last month. He's got to be like the hottest fighter out there. The problem for him is his title shot with Kamara Usman is going to be put on hold because Colby Covington is ahead of him in line. So if you're Masvidal's people, why would you take another fight? It makes no sense to fight Diaz, put yourself at risk of losing that fight, and fall out of the title contention. If he sits and waits, he is in all likelihood getting the winner of Usman versus Colby Covington. And uh, so as much as I think it would be great to see that fight, I think in order to see it, Masvidal is going to have to wait his turn at the title, win that title, and then defend against Diaz. So – I think Nate's going to be having to look for another opponent. And as he's proven, he sat out for three years. It's going to, it's going to take a, a big money fight to, to get his interest. So, um, Conor McGregor, anyone? Oh, God. Why did that name even come back hey. up? I'm so <laughs> tired of that dude. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I think uh, it's going to take something big like that to get, uh, to get Nate's interest. He called out the hottest guy out there right now. Right now, Masvidal is a money fight, but yep. if if you look at those worldweight rankings under his name, there's not a lot of guys that are going to draw a lot of interest for for Nate Diaz. He you know he wants the he wants the big time fights now. He's not taking just a a regular tune up fight or fighting anyone. There's a guy named Leon Edwards sitting at like fourth in the rankings that nobody wants to fight this guy because he doesn't have a like a flashy name or anything that that you know a money draw. But he'd be a great fight, but it. It's just I, I just don't think Nate Diaz is going to take anybody, but maybe Masvidal or Conor McGregor right now, and right. Uh, it's, it's just not in it. I I just don't think 
Masvidal's people are going to let him take that fight. I think the smart thing for him to do is to sit and wait. And, you, you know, he's been waiting a long time already. I think he's got like a 12-fight win streak. It wouldn't make sense for him to take a Nate Diaz fight and, and lose that fight and then knock himself out of a title shot. I think he has to sit and wait. Yeah, got to sit on them hands for a little bit. What's the thing about it, be like? Oh, I, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, Nate Diaz, thank you so much for the after-fight commentary, man. That was just pure media gold, man. Like Never fails. Yeah, like, that was, <clears throat> it was one of those things where just – it, the fight was entertaining. I only got bits and pieces afterwards, but um, I was, I'm, I'm a big Nate Diaz fan because he definitely put them things to Conor McGregor and, and just, uh, it, it was, it was. I still remember that fight and like it would be sort of cool to have a rematch of that caliber because I agree with you, Scotty D. The um, Masvidal Nate Diaz fight, it's just not, it's not good for business when it comes to um. Um, Jorge and what his site should be set on, but we we weirder things have happened. And I mean, money money talks. Um, BS. I mean, walks. So who who knows? Who knows? Um, I'd like to see him fight Tyron Woodley because he hasn't had a fight in a while, and he's he, it'd be an interesting style clash with uh, Woodley and Diaz. I, I don't know if that's something that would even be talked about, but you look at guys who are available to fight, that might be all right. I'm, yep, that might be a good fight that's worth checking out. Yep, good fight that's worth checking out. I, um, <clears throat> you know, my favorite fighter is I watched her a few uh, weeks ago, uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, she's a she's worth looking at, huh? Yes, Valentino Shevchenko. She is an absolute savage. She beat up a girl. Um, well, not beat her up, but she um knocked out Jessica um Evil Drudge, Eye yeah. in a. Yeah, yeah, and um, no, Jessica, I, I mean, it was, it was an older fight, and I think, yeah, she, uh, she knocked her out, and then, um, I'm telling you, man, this UFC thing, it's, 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 it's pretty hot, pretty heavy. I'm calling you out. I'm making the matches, not Dana White. We're gonna bypass him. You know, I won't fight you. I want to fight you. She want to fight her. She want to fight her. And then we got Harry Cejudo. He wants to fight a woman. There's no way in hell it's gonna happen, Harry Cejudo. You know, better. Say, than whoa, that. whoa, whoa, whoa. What say what? Yeah, you ever heard I, that? I did not um, hear that one. Oh my God! I guess it was uh, was it oh, man? Was it Nunez or Cyborg? Anyway, somebody thought, "Well, I'll fight um such and such," and I was like, "No, you don't want to do that. Not that's that's not going to work. We don't need uh intergender UFC fight." No, 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 not 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 at all. <laughs> like, and I'm all for gender equality, but just no, no, stop it, stop it. We gonna strong <laughs> <kill. laughs> yeah, Yes, that, that's the best one. Because you're you're gonna end up with a fight like that, you're gonna be asking what happened. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Yeah, yeah. And he'll be on the wrong end of what happened. I'm be here like I told you that type of fight, that, that dog girl. You you gonna learn one of these days. And just because I'm trying to throw them all in there, Scott, what's your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't ready. <laughs> oh, all right, man. moving right along. Stipe Miocic, straight out of Cleveland, Ohio, beats up Daniel Cormier. And guess what? He gets his heavyweight championship back. It's mine. It's his. He said, I should have lost it the first time to the dad bought himself, Daniel Cormier. Beat out your thoughts on the fight. Man, you, you, stole, you stole my words because I was like, 
I've never <laughs> quite understood watching Daniel Cormier fight. Just like he just doesn't look like a fighter. He just doesn't like he looks like me in the mirror, and I'm looking down. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying uh, not, nothing against him, man. He's been he's he's been a talent. He's been a force to be reckoned with. But I, he he ran out of steam. He ran out of steam, and I mean. Cipe definitely, I mean, um, Cormier definitely landed some, um, landed some hits and everything. Cipe felt felt them things, but at the end of the day, he had more energy, more stamina, pieced him up, and TKO, <laughs> down goes Frazier, down goes, you know. So I thought mm-hmm. of, I like I said I I caught bits and pieces afterwards and everything. Cormier. I'm going to say this. I think that um, you've done quite well in the UFC, but I mean, one part of me just saw that. I don't know if he has the same fire and desire in his eyes. I don't know. That That's me. You think, you think so? I don't know. It just, it seemed different. Again, maybe I'm, I'm maybe a little jaded because every time I see him, like I said, like, is this dude really a fighter? And he's actually the heavyweight champion. And I'm like, okay. And then, this last fight happened, and he ran out of steam. And okay, what's left for Daniel Cormier? I think he's—I don't know. I think he's on the other side of his career at this point in time. Well, Lisa didn't cry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Ooh, yeah. Well, he he <laughs> said that um, he was going to retire this past April, and then this whole process got dragged out a little bit because after he beat Stipe last year. He defended once against Derek Lewis and then had to have a back surgery. So his, his, um, his retirement plan was pushed back. It's kind of crazy in the UFC how a win or a loss can change so many different things. Because had Cormier mm-hmm. won this fight, it was a no-brainer. One more fight left, and it was John Jones. It, at this point, I, you know, Cormier is not like a sad case like a BJ Penn or one of these other guys who was – just a shell of their former selves. Cormier was winning that fight the other night. He, he he easily won the first round and most likely won the second and possibly third. And yeah, I think he just I, I think he expended a ton of energy in that first round when he was on the ground. Because the smart thing with him for him to do, he's a he's a world class wrestler, would have been to take Stipe down again. And, yep. and uh, so I think the only fight left at this point for Cormier is a third fight with Stipe. But I think uh, – I, I don't know if that's going to be a, a a rematch that we see exactly next. I mean, he may have to wait for a little bit on this one. And as he said the other night, he has some decisions to make because he has other opportunities. I don't know if he's going to wait around 14 months like Stipe did to get another title shot. And I, I don't know if it's in his best interest to put himself through that John Jones thing again. I mean, that that, that took a toll on him emotionally because that's that was such a a big deal to him to fight Jones. Had he won, he'd have been coming out of that, you know, knocking off one of the all-time UFC heavyweights twice. You know, he'd have been on a roll. I, and, and I think John Jones was going to be a the no-brainer fight. There's really nobody for John Jones to fight. If you look at his light heavyweight division, there's not a lot of names in there. But um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Cormier hanging up. I, I do think there's a possibility he'll fight Stipe one more time, though. But... 
John Jones. So, so you, John, John so you think that'd be? be a, I think John Jones would be a bad idea. I just because I, I, I don't think it beat him, and I'd hate to see Cormier lose his final two fights like that and go out that way. I, I just don't want to see that. So you think um, you think we might see a Stipe um, DC three the rubber match, yeah. the brawl for it all? Yeah, I think so. I think we could because even in the heavyweight division, I, I don't know what the next money fight would be. For Stipe Miocic going forward, it's probably Francis Ngannou, and he's probably going to fight him yep. next, I think. And then, like I said, you're looking at another 12 months before DC would get that third match, and I, I think at that point he's going to be gone. So I, I, I think we may have seen Cormier for the last time. Francis Ngannou, as Booker T likes to call him, Francis Ngannou, that big, mean, nasty African. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got the thunder and lightning in his hands. Yeah, he damn sure has it. All right, that's it for UFC results. Uh, great card, great card, great card. And now, our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Scotty D poses a question. The listeners, that be you, you, and you over there in the back stock room hiding out. You should be doing work. But just to the podcast, and we appreciate it. Just don't let us get you fired. Um, Scotty D asked the questions. You give us the answers. And... It's loaded this week, guys. It is loaded this week. Scotty D, what is the question? Whoa, we struck a nerve with this one. Who is the single most exciting player you ever watched in college football? Keep in mind how I phrase that question. The most exciting player you ever watched. Yep, there's been years and years and decades of decades of college football, and let's not BS anymore. All right, Hobby from the Chuck Town says Reggie Bush. I can agree with you on that. Uh, are, we, <laughs> are, we, are we allowed to mention Reggie Bush? Because didn't he get everything stripped from him? I'm yeah, just... he technically never played. <laughs> right? He, he, yeah. he has zero wins. Because am, am I, um, I just want to mention, because then you at um, Southern Cal have to vacate all those victories. That he, I think, yeah, I think they did. They, they so, did. So he, he won. Give back the Heisman. Yep. So he won nothing. So we didn't even see him. Reggie Bush did not exist. Didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> so you're so uh, Javi from Chucktown. You are mentioning a ghost. Yep. Let the court show that is stricken from the record. <laughs> Uh, bro, I tried. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm 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 the host. I tried. You know, you gave me. They had some questions. You gave me an answer. I tried. Okay, I really. really when tried. when when Eddie Cool mentions that this is our favorite part of the show, it really is because every now and again we get a piece apart. Our listeners, we love you, but nobody's exempt from this smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, poor, poor, poor player that used to wear number five that played for <laughs> University of Southern Cal. That was Javi's favorite player. We shall not mention. I hope they don't come for us because we ain't got nothing. All right, moving right along. We got Trey Duke. You're going to love this one, uh, Scotty D. Tony Romo, the greatest Eastern Illinois player of all the time, in the words of Santino Morella, of all once again, Trey is messing with us. He never, he probably doesn't even know what an Eastern Illinois uniform looks like. He's just a Tony Romo <laughs> lover, which is, I, I love you, Trey. I love it. I love that answer. That's hilarious to me. I was about to say, yeah, I'd say the greatest Eastern Illinois player of all time. That's the only mm-hmm. Eastern Illinois player yeah, I've ever even heard of. And until this moment, I didn't even know Tony Romo went to Eastern Illinois. So I just got my little <laughs> bit of information. Wonderful. Thank you, Duke. 
I forgot where the hell it went, to be honest with you. I was like, oh, he went to Eastern Illinois. I, I was almost going to brand him Eastern Michigan, but, you know, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'll save him that headache, hassle, and hoo-ha. All right, uh, Uncle Max in the house, he says, <laughs> Bo Jackson from Auburn, all right, is much as it pains oh, him that, to say. Oh, I know that hurt. Oh, I yeah, know <laughs> that hurt. Bo Jackson, but um, – That could be the Valerie's- universal answer, though. Honestly, the, yeah. Bo Jackson in, in college was like the ultimate ultimate player, uh, and I, I I think across the country, if you'd pose this question, a lot of people would have that answer at the ready. Yeah, yeah. Bo Bo Jackson, he said he was big, strong, fast, and was a man among boys. No lies detected here, Uncle Max. No lies detected here. He was a man among boys. You want to say something about Bo Jackson? Be yeah, there's, there's nothing to be said. <laughs> that is the correct answer. This period, point yep. blank. Like exactly. whenever, like whenever you're playing a video game, and one of the rules is that you cannot play with the Oakland Raiders because of a particular player. To make it fair, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's something to say. Bo Jackson, really best video game player of all time, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, oh that oh that's another one. Is it is it hell or O four Michael Vick? Hmm. Far as video, as that's far one. as video games, that's that is it. Every, like when it comes to video games, there's three. But, but I say I'll I'll put four out there: Bo Jackson, Michael Vick, Peyton Manning. Do y'all remember the um QB Vision on Madden? QB Vision, yes, yes. You didn't have yes. to do anything when it came to Peyton Manning because he just saw the entire field. I don't know if y'all remember yeah. that. I remember <laughs> it. It was it was it was Jake DeLome's view, which was like you know two two inches, <laughs> and then you can take a whole damn yardstick. Was there? He saw everything. God, I, hate, I I I loved it. I loved it and hated it at the same time because I just never got my thumbs all the way together to move with the right analog stick. To, I think it was. It was one of those analogs that you had to move to move the quarterback's vision to throw the ball accurately. Yeah, I, I had so much trouble with that. I did. I turned it. I turned it off. <laughs> like, I ain't got time for this. Man. I, I I gotta look for an open receiver. I gotta look at my blind side. I gotta look at who blitzing. I gotta look at the coverage. I got to actually be a freaking quarterback. I can't even throw a rock forty-five yards, let alone a football. Okay, yeah. so I got to do all this and get sacked for ten yards. Man, get out here, man. Turn, turn that off. mess off. <laughs> Yeah, ain't got no time for that mess. All right, then we got Doug Sievers, brand new Doug, brand new Doug Sievers. Teach me how to dug it. Hey, teach me how to dug it. We got uh, he selected Archie Griffin, the only two-time Heisman Trophy winner. Wow, can't argue two with times. I can't say that I saw him play. That yeah, that, like what seventy-three, seventy-four, somewhere in there. That mm. don't don't hold me to that. But yeah, it was the early seventies that Archie Griffin won. Yep, but you know what, Doug? We'll take your word for it because ain't nobody won the Heisman twice since then. Yeah, and that's a so, great answer. I, I like the 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 answer being a unique answer like that. So that's a great call. Absolutely. All right. Hopefully, I don't butcher this next last name. Uh, his name is Scott Kalish. Scott Kalish. Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> nah, never, never mind. All right. Scott Kalish. He selected Deion Sanders from Florida State and Marshall Falk. Two great calls there. Yeah, Marshall Falk. That was a good one. Our very own Ill, put some respect on my name, Will Berry, selected, the guy we just talked about, 
Michael Vick, and Rocket Ismael. Oh, man. Selected those two. You know, I actually saw Rocket Ismail play in college when he was with Notre Dame. I was at a, uh, a Pitt game. Pitt was playing Notre Dame in Pittsburgh. And Pitt had closed the, closed the gap. They were losing. Notre Dame was, was really good. And late in the game, Rocket Ismail went across the middle. On the, it was a super long uh, slant pattern. And he just took off and just left everyone right up the middle and, and sent the fans home. It's one of those plays where people started getting up and going to the exits. Uh, Rocket Ismail was really exciting to watch. He had such incredible speed, man. He was he was a burner. His whole family did. Yeah, Rocket Quadrant. I think there's another. Be live. Didn't we? Didn't the Panthers get uh, Rocket on the back end of his career? I do remember that. Um, can't I can't say what year it was, but I do remember it was on the back end of his career. But it was one of those things. Just the name alone, you was like, <laughs> that dude was yeah. ridiculously fast. Oh, just imagine if Carolina would have got him as prime Rocket Ismail. If he, like, I'm talking about like when he was burning it up in the CFL, and oh man, we, whoo, boy, <laughs> probably would have Super Bowl. I'll go ahead, I'll go ahead and say it. We probably would have Super Bowl. Probably would have had a Super Bowl. All right, we got the one, the only terrible <laughs> Pete Solansky. Uh, he selected Lavar Arrington. Because LeVar Arrington was a nightmare for quarterbacks, and watching him terrorize offenses was fun to watch. Yeah, interesting call there. He, he's a Penn State guy, so I'll give him some love for that, for choosing one of his own guys. But, yeah, I mean, that dude was a beast coming out of coming out of college. So, good call on that one. I like that answer. I, I, I like it because um, it's the only defensive answer that we've had. Yeah. I know we have it. No, Deion Sanders. So we did have Deion Sanders. But then, uh, yep. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, like Lavar Arrington, like yeah, he was a nightmare in college and in the pros too. So I mean, that was definitely, I definitely agree with that answer. Yep, Lavar Arrington. You'll never forget. Was it number eleven from linebacker? You, I mean, Penn State knew how to. I mean, they pumped him out. They pumped him out at the regular man. So, uh, good job, Pete. Um, I'll share a story about why I selected the nickname "Terrible" for uh, Pete later in the show. Uh, Martin Tracy, he selected Herschel Walker. Whew, talk about another big bulldozer. Um, Herschel Walker from uh, the UGA, the University of Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> Herschel Walker. He played for your Cowboys, right, Money Man Scotty? He D? did. He actually had two stints with the Cowboys and was instrumental in the, building the dynasty when they traded him off to the Vikings. But if you look at him on, on film at Georgia, man, he was he was like – uh, a speedster and a bulldozer at the same time. And a lot of people probably would choose him except Bo Jackson came out like right behind him. They were like, uh, you know, just a couple years apart or him. They may even, they may even have overlapped a year or two, but Bo Jackson, I think stole a little of that Herschel Walker thunder from the eighties, as far as like the, the most exciting college player. Yeah. Bo Jackson out there killing deers in the woods with a, with a, with a throw of a rock. That's how strong he was. And, Herschel Walker is like still in good shape to this very day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, in great shape. Uh, Rodney Bellamy, he selected, <clears throat> sorry, he selected Woodrow Dantzler. Yes, from the um, Clemson Tigers. Oh, well, hold he on. had no choice but to pick he was him a... since he picked him as his number five NFL quarterback. <laughs> 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 so he had to pick Woody. That's a that's a great one. We love we love having Rodney involved with our show. So that was Absolutely. awesome that he, that he turned that one in. 
Love it, love mm-hmm. it. And um, Eddie Cool, how dare you, sir? If you ever just just scooch by um that um what, that Clemson. team, yep. <laughs> see the see the see Clemson. the way. See I, I see I had I had I was like okay. Herschel Walker, I was like, Rodney Bellamy, and then, yeah, and then he, something he just came over my vocal cords, and I had to take a swallow of water and get my life, mind, and everything else. My faculties have to get everything together for me to say, <coughs> Clemson, and um, yeah, I, I had to get everything together. I mean, that is, it is what it is, Brian. It is what it is. Oh, man. You knew how, you know how I was when you first met me. <laughs> Things have not changed, and I love it, love it, love it. D. Clemson University. <laughs> don't do, don't, don't do. Just you know, be Clemson and, University. Just, just, you just. know what? I'm, I'm actually upset though. Wait, Mercedes. What? I have not gotten any rebuttal from you. That video was made just for you. I've gotten no rebuttal. I need to hear something. Smack talk. Anything. Kiss my ass. I've been waiting on that one. Something. <laughs> Help me. All right. Cool. Eddie. Cool. Do your thing. When, when, when she's unbusy, I'll be like, honey, look, be like, I'm going to just put the phone down and walk in the other room. <laughs> I'm going to make sure your phone number is attached to the video so that way she can burn I, your ears I, I wanted I want it to happen before we meet up in San Diego. I prefer it that way. <laughs> Go ahead and get it out of the way because I know it's coming. But yeah, yeah I digress. <laughs> oh, damn, man. I, might, I just might record it. You gave me an idea. All right. <laughs> Woodrow Dancer was the first quarterback to throw for two thousand yards and rush for one thousand. That's 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 a magnificent feat, man. A magnificent feat. And Amy Woodworth, she said Eli Manning from the Ole Miss Rebels, and she mentioned the seven overtime marathon game versus the Arkansas Razorbacks, where the Ole Miss Rebels they won, and everybody was tired, and she was tired because she was there. Too. Shout out! To Amy. Right, I shout out! Shout out to Amy. Amy's a uh, she's a big Pittsburgh everything fan and uh, uh, an Ole Miss fan, and her and her husband have been loyal Money Man trivia fans through the years. So uh, I hope to have her as a regular listener going forward. So thanks for your reply there, Amy. We appreciate you. That's right. We got Scotty D. Scotty D does trivia. Not only does he does trivia, but he is the best in the world. <laughs> When it comes to trivia, wow. nice. Great Hamilton. That was impressive. I'm, I'm gonna, need, I'm gonna need that on the promo reel. That was that. that, <laughs> Greg that was wonderful. And so, um, I'm gonna say a little piece real quick because I appreciate um, Scotty D with a shout out to Amy, and because when I first saw this answer, I was, I was chomping at the bit because I was like, we have a lot of great, exciting, electrifying players, and. Eli Manning just did not jump off the sheet when it came to us. Like, Eli Manning, what? But you know what? I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna let it be. I really didn't because like I, I said, she's very loyal. Want to keep keep the loyalty there, you know, Amy. We in we other words, be like, it. don't mess up the money man's money. That's <laughs> what say I'll say it. <laughs> don't don't do it. All right, all right. I'll, I'll behave this time. I'm a, I'll, I'll behave. I'll behave. But we can't make no prom. But we can't make no promises next week, Amy. I'm just saying that. <laughs> no. But uh, shout out to Javi, Trey, Uncle Max, Doug, Scott, Ill, Will Berry, Terrible, Pete Talansky, 
and who else? Martin Tracy, Rodney Bellamy, and Amy for participating in Choices of the Voices. Quick story, Pete. Um, why I call you terrible Pete Talansky because your profile picture is a pirate. And I just thought, terrible. So I just took it and ran with it. So I think it's pretty cool. And, you know, if you like it, I love it. So it is all fine and dandy. All right. Um, Be live. Your most exciting, electrifying player. In all of college football. Well, I've, I, I don't want to be stereotypical. I don't want to be, I am going to be, because all roads lead to Dabo. 56 minutes in, there we go. Just <laughs> that time stamp. Because I was, I was going to try, I tried. But man, my most electrifying player, my most exciting player, easily C.J. Spiller. This dude, like, look, the reason why he is up there with, for me is because he changed the entire framework. He changed the entire game when it came to Clemson football. When he came out of the state of Florida and turned down Miami, Florida State, Florida, Georgia, all these schools that were, were recruiting him and came to the little old little town of Clemson, South Carolina, and donned the orange britches and freaking lit up. <laughs> he said britches. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh, you don't know about the orange britches. You should know about them because that's what Clemson wears in every championship game. Every Your mouth, watch it. I'm just saying, dude, <laughs> the orange britches is actually that there's a tradition behind that, but yeah. Um, CJ Spill just really like this dude was ridiculously fast, freaking ridiculously strong, and it changed the it changed the whole recruiting market when it came to Clemson. I think that who we have now, we wouldn't have if CJ Spiller decided, hey, you know what? I'll go to Florida, Florida State, or whatever. No, he chose Clemson, and it really put Clemson on the map, as I like to say, because I've seen the growth. I've seen the progression. And then seeing him on the field, what, oh, he put that foot down. Oh, my goodness, it's ridiculous. Honorable mention, I'll see what happens this year. For Heisman, Travis Etienne. That dude is ridiculous. 8.2 yards of carry. Oh, yeah. Heisman, I need it. Him, between him and Trevor, we, we're going to get a Heisman this year. For the first time in our history, it's going to happen. I could talk about Clemson for another 10, 15 minutes, but, you know, that, my, my bad, my bad. I'm just, well, we ain't going to do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> C.J. Spiller was with, what's that other guy? Uh, James Davis. James Davis. And, then, um, we, had, and, and then we had Jacoby Thunder Ford. Thunder And we had Jacoby Ford, too. Jacoby, Jacoby yep. Ford was even faster. But it was one of those things. C.J. Spiller was that workhorse. I mean, he just, there was nothing he couldn't do. Yeah, game recognized game. I, I, you know, it, it, it it's not gonna pay me. You got to give it to Clemson. I mean, they had they had talent, especially like you said with C.J. Uh, Spiller leaving Florida, the state of Florida. He could have stayed home and been the man, but he's like, I'm just come up here and do this and do that. And so, shoot, that is what it is. Scotty D, who you got? Well, uh, before I give my answer, um, we have one guy that gave us a couple answers here that I have to have to put oh. over. Uh, Jeff Seibert uh, is one of my fraternity brothers from back in at Cal U of PA, and he said that B Live gave him some love last week, and I didn't. So Seibert uh, answered Bo Jackson, Barry Sanders, who is one of the most exciting college football players ever, 
Deion Sanders, and he also threw in Vince Young, who was an, you know, a lot of fun to watch in college. So I got to give give a shout out to my boy Jeff back there because uh, if B Live, if he's good enough for B Live to put over, then hey. Big shout out to you, Cybert, there. So thanks, buddy. I appreciate you listening in for us, and uh, you gave us a couple really good answers there. Um, you know, one of the guys that uh, never gets mentioned was a guy named Lawrence Phillips that played for Nebraska. You guys remember him? Tragic figure, yeah. ended up uh, dying in a jail cell after washout in the NFL. But when he was at Nebraska, he was really a lot of fun to watch. And Michael Vick was a lot of fun to watch. The reason I can't I can't pick Bo Jackson or Herschel Walker's because honestly, guys, I didn't really watch a lot of college football at that stage in my life. I had a little chip on my shoulder and came to college football because I didn't like the playoff system, which is going to lead me to maybe the most surprising answer I've ever given on here. I got to say Deshaun Watson might be the most exciting college football player I've ever seen. Hold it. Hold the pre- – wait I, wait a minute. Hold I'm telling stop. What the what hell? In, what just happened? I'm telling you, it's a love fest today. I mean, you picked oh the Cowboys 13-3. I'm picking Deshaun Watson for the simple fact that you know, living in South Carolina, I, you know, I made a lot of Clemson friends, and they were always talking about this guy. So I started really watching this dude. And in the biggest games that this guy played in, he shined the most. This dude was always mm-hmm. in the big, tight situation. He never seemed to have pressure on him. He never looked like he was under pressure. He made cool decisions throwing the football Great decisions throwing the football, running the football at the appropriate time. And he slayed the beast that was Alabama. I mean, he's the one that really got Clemson kind of over the top here these past few years as far as making them a national powerhouse. So, I, you know, just based on what I watched, and I watched that kid play a lot, man, that, that dude was, to me, one of the most exciting college football players I've ever seen based on the fact that in the most exciting games, in the biggest times, he was money. So there you go, B Live. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> check his pulse. <laughs> um, Eddie, um, I'm gonna need you. Um, I'm gonna need you to um, peace. Okay, I got it. Uh, don't worry about it. You're a little frazzled right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna need you, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, the money man, Scotty D, did say it was gonna be a love fest. I'm gonna be live with be live hitting with a classic case of the year, right? <laughs> and this happened, and be live for the first time in forever is speechless. I'm, I need I need that sound piece. <laughs> I need that clip. I need that in my life. That yeah, was, it was that was tough for me to come out with that, but yeah, that I, was I mean, beautiful. Yeah. I, I could not have even said that better myself. That yes, Scott, he's borderline on. I know. I know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he damn about that, that kid could play, man. That man. kid was at the at the college level. That guy was was money. He really was. Yep, yep. I can't say that yep, he's, he he was a more exciting college football player to watch than Bo Jackson or Barry Sanders. But I honestly did not sit and watch those guys play a lot. You know, you, you see the highlights. But based on the question and the way I phrased it, I you know I I just watched him play a lot more and and you know I like the college football playoff system that we have in place now and I'd even like it if they'd go to eight games or you know eight teams eventually, but I I just it really chapped me a lot of years that it came down to voting who should be in the championship game so I didn't put yeah. as much stock into it and watch it as intently for a lot of years, but now you know. 
it, it's exciting that you get that extra game. We talked last week about Boise State, Oklahoma. What a great game that was a few years back. Wouldn't it have been great if Boise State would have played again another week after that? Like if that was a playoff and the whole country was excited to watch that. You know, we missed out on a lot of that early. But right. since this playoff yeah. has been in place, yeah. you know, you get to see these guys a little – you get to see a little bit more. And, and those big games, Deshaun Watson – excelled you know on a saturday afternoon playing wofford not a big deal but when it came to playing alabama <laughs> and ohio state and louisville on prime time he you know going against the heisman trophy one that dude was money and so that i always thought that was kind of exciting that you see a a, a primetime player living up to the billing so deshaun watson's my answer okay good 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 well my two answers um Beli just might fall out the chair for this one but um Michael Vick and Woody Woodrow Dantzler. So, so, Clemson uh, Love Fest continues so, today. So you, you're telling me, are you telling? Let me see if I get this correctly. You're telling me that all three of us, all three of us, all, all three sports bros, all of us named a Clemson player as one of them. Yeah. I'm going to change my yeah. answer to Dan Marino. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's too late now. <laughs> I gave you love with 13 and 3 Dallas Cowboys. It, it, is, it is a wrap. And this, and you tune into the Sports Bros podcast. And, and make sure you take care of yourself. And, and what, what's how you say that? <laughs> <laughs> we, we're, we're ending the show right now. It's, it's nothing else. <laughs> no, you're trying to roll credits. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's not over yet. <laughs> but yes, be live. It, it, is, it is true, man. Hey, hey my, Michael Vick was just doing things. I'm like, what what am I watching? Is this is 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 did he just do that? He's got a cannon. He could run. Michael Vick was flat out ball. Just ball. And then like I think if, if I'm not mistaken, weren't uh didn't him and Woody play along the same him and Woody Dancer play along the same time or was it though they, they kind of overlap each other? I'm t- um, possibly, I, I possibly. I'm. I'll. I'll look that up real quick as you as you continue. Just um, do a little fact checking because I think, I think Woody Dancer was, I think it was before him, but it it, it could have overlapped. I'm. A, I'm gonna do some research, and when I say research, I'm. I'm gonna Google it. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, he gonna he gonna toss his Google machine. But yeah, man, I was out there for many Saturdays and like. This was when South Carolina was just plodding along. They were just there. They were just existing. And I'm not going to lie. You know, some of, some of the South Carolina game co- games were not exciting to watch. But, hey, that was my team. You know, I had to go through the era of Blake's, um, Chris Smelly and Blake, what's his face, and the Dondrell Pinkins and the Savelle Newtons. And I had to go through that era before Stephen Garcia and Connor Shaw came along. And – it, so, you know, they were a little bit hard to watch, but then, you know, the primetime games, hey, y'all, you would see Woody Dancer or you would see Michael Vick, and they would just do what they would absolutely do. They would just tear people to pieces. It's almost like Michael Vick made Virginia Tech relevant, like made them relevant. Like, hey, you know, we, we're doing this here. We're pretty good. And, and they had a good team. But Michael Vick, man, was extraordinary. Also, the same can be said for Woody Dancer too. I just wish on a pro level they would have gave Woody Dancer a chance to play quarterback instead of a kick returner. But um, I'm with Rodney, man. Yeah, Woody Dancer was dope, super dope. Be live. Did you ever find oh, that? Yes. And so, 
um, they yeah they definitely overlap because um, Michael Vick was um, was drafted um, in two thousand one, and Woody okay. Dancer went undrafted in two thousand two. So they definitely overlap. Ooh, okay, all right, all right, yeah, yeah. Because I remember those those guys were good. <laughs> those guys were and good. It was, and it's one of those things with Woody Dancer. Unfortunately, like just the stature alone, because he only stood five foot ten. And that wow. at that point in time, especially like your prototypical quarterbacks are six three, six four, six five, and I mean, just he he made the college throws, but you could clear, see clear as day that the college game and the pro game are two entirely different beasts. And Michael Vick was just otherworldly. Like it, it doesn't even make any sense. And one thing I want to say about this little piece right here is that a couple players get lost in the shuffle because of how great and how electrifying they were and on the pro level that you sort of forget mm-hmm. how awesome they were in the college level as well. So, I, I mean, Michael Vick was ridiculous at Virginia Tech. Ridiculous with it. But he got lost in the shuffle because of what he did on the pro level, which was just dumb. Like, yep. I didn't... You know, no, oh, oh, go but, ahead. You, go ahead. Be but yeah, I was just wondering, like, like, just the the throws that he made on the uh, on the run, on a rope, on a dime, like he was throwing the ball forty fifty yards down the field on the run. There's certain quarterbacks in the league that can't do that standing in the pocket. Yeah. So God, with Mac with with Max protection, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I mean, yeah. that, just watching Vic highlights is a beautiful thing. Except for the fact when he played for the Falcons, oh, I'm sorry, the um, the, Fa- the Falcons, the Dirty Birds, them, 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 so yeah, whatever. <laughs> them, they, them, they, them, they on the other side of the mm-hmm. side, yeah, them there down there. Yeah, you know who else was an exciting player who just slipped my mind and just hit me? Um, he used to play for Nebraska, Eric Crouch, the Heisman. Oh man, Eric Crouch. Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was, he was a Heisman winning quarterback, and I guess he was like, come to the NFL. Hey man. You got to play wide receiver. He was like, I don't think so. <laughs> and so he was like, the hell with all that. Y'all can have all that. And that was a spirit of addition of choices of the voices. Scotty D, what's next week's question? All right, we're going to switch it back to the NFL in next week's edition. We're going to talk about your favorite team, you the listener's favorite team. If you could add any player in the NFL to your favorite team, the way it exists right now, who would you pick? Maybe you feel like you're you're the Patriots. Maybe you're a Patriots fan, and you think Tom Brady's just not cutting it. I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. That kind of answer. So if you could pick any other player, any player, one you get one pick. You can pick one player in the NFL and add him to your existing favorite team. Who would it be? Ooh, wait. I got one for B. Lab. He just might fall out the chair for next huh. week. Already I'm, got it. But I'm, I'm a, I'm, he might not be back in the chair from this week after I picked the Sean yeah, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm feeling all the love. But, I, I, but just in this whole love fest, I want to make sure that we stay grounded. And if any yep. of you, any Patriot fans might be listening out there and you want to trade Tom Brady for Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> you're immediately going to the penalty box. Yeah. Just, just going in. Just, that was for an example, but that was a very, very terrible example but <laughs> it's all right it's all right Scotty you get D, the idea we, we got the idea we appreciate that very much so eddie cool do what you do 
Back at it. All right. And speaking of the penalty box, we got an abbreviated version of the penalty box because this dude, this dude, this dude deserves the deserves the whole penalty box by himself. Robert Kraft gone, Claire Hurdle gone, OJ gone, Jenna Clem gone, everybody else gone, everybody else gone. Clear, gone, gone, clear gone, gone, the gone. penalty box. Clear, clear. All y'all are good to go. This week's lone recipient of the penalty box, resident, if you will, is the one, the only, the problem child that Pittsburgh said, you know what, here, get the hell on. Go, go, go to Oakland. Oakland Waves wide receiver, Antonio Brown, for being <laughs> Antonio Brown. Because Raiders GM Mike Mayock said, hey, man, look, missing practice is you going to be all in or all out. Scotty D. What you got? What you got about uh, this dude? <laughs> Real quick, it's, it's just a circus with him. It's the feet. It's the helmet. It's the attitude. It's everything with this guy. He just—he's an attention hound, and he deserves to be in the penalty box. But shout out to Raiders owner Mark Davis for his hairdo. Who, man? Man, anybody, just nobody care about this man at all. Who lets this man leave the house like this? (laughs) Who's man? Who's man? Who's man? It's this. Oh, my God. I don't care if you're rich, man. You can fix this. I swear. No, it's priceless. He needs to stay there. I love when they show Mark Davis on TV. I love it. Oh my God! Oh man, be like what you got on uh Antonio Brown being in the penalty box all by himself. Man, it just—I—I I, I don't understand. I just—I really don't understand, man. Like, like, why is everything just extra with this dude? Like, like, I def—I defended this dude. When I was like, why is Pittsburgh not paying this man? Like, this dude is electrifying on the field. He is top-tier wide receiver all day, every day, AB84. No doubt. doubt. Now you got me, because I got to get ready for this fantasy football season, and you got me second-guessing. One side of me is like, he's going to make any quarterback's job easy on the field, he is one of the best route runners. One of the, he's got sure hands. One of the fastest people on the field. He will he, he's gonna be great. But this this is just dumb. Like it's like now I got to question his motives. I got to question his desire, his drive. Does he really want to play? Is he threatening to retire because his helmet don't feel right? Like, and when you hear other players that they say, ah, oh, well, you know, I, I my feelings about the helmet too but you know what i'm saying what they do they grin and bear it because guess what you're getting paid to play a game yeah so you adjust you i promise you you'll be all right obstructing this site but get, come on come on bro i get it i get it we're particular about certain things but come on ab i'm gonna need you just the helmet you know, thing's over it's time to go back to work and quit acting like a clown you know right. seriously Right, that's that's the problem. You're not winning. You're not going to beat the NFL. They have made that rule. And if he goes out there and wears his old helmet and gets a concussion, what's he going to do? Sue the league. It's all him, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's all on him. All I know, just, just it, at the end of the day, stop being a distraction so my boy Hunter Renfro can do his thing in the NFL because he is slated as a starter 
from oh yeah, yeah. he's slated he's um he's slated as the um third wide receiver on the um death chart for the Oakland Raiders. So for my man, so 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 it's AB, Seth Roberts if he's still there, and then Hunter yep. Renfro. Well, good for him. Good for him. Does the, the All American come up story from walk on to NFL starter in his rookie season? Are you kidding me? Wow. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Shout out to uh, the hometown kid, Hunter Renfro. Speaking of kids going back to school, shout out to the kids that's taking the little butts back to school, hopping on that yellow dog, that cheese wagon. Be good. Behave. Go do some schoolwork. Don't get on nobody's nerves. Make some friends. Do something. Show off your new clothes. Do something. All right, so that's it for the abbreviated version of the penalty box. Yeah, AB, you can just, you and those dog ear. Raw hide bottom feet of yours can just go sit down somewhere. Wear some socks next time you go up in that doggone chamber, all right? You you know better. This ain't your first time in there. All right. Rounding third and heading home. It is pepper time, pepper time. You guys know how it is. And you listeners, you know how it is. For your first-time listeners, the pepper segment of the show, we take three topics. We talk about a rapid-fire style. We throw the ball around. We try not to hit each other in the face with it. We try not to. Notice I said try. We don't, but we try not to. With that being said, I'm going to go first. My first pepper point goes out to Mike Trout, Cody Bellinger, Kristen Yelich, and Pete Alonzo. Fellas, ask me why I mentioned these why guys. Do you Somebody mention just them? asked me. I'm going to tell you why, because with six weeks left in the season, each have 40 home runs. It's going Yes. Each has 40 home runs. It's going to be really exciting to see who gets the 50. Over to you, Scotty D. You know who doesn't have 40 home runs is Josh Bell because he quit hitting them around the All-Star break because the Pirates <laughs> suck. Clint Hurdle. Clint Hurdle. <laughs> here, here we go um, with the Pirates. You know, I, as a, I'm a Pirate fan, so I have to give you a little bit of a, of a taste of my misery every week. So this past week, Jamison Tyon, our supposed star pitcher, our, our ace, had uh, surgery, had Tommy John. He's been out since April – with discomfort in, a, in his forearm. It's August. It's August. And he's having Tommy John <laughs> surgery. Didn't pitch this year. Has Tommy John surgery. Out for 2020. What, what is he waiting on for the surgery? What, what happened here? You're telling me that, you couldn't, that nobody could figure out this guy needed surgery six months ago? Do better, Pittsburgh. On to the next pepper point. He is big mad. I think he had to leave the room. I'd be mad too. I'd be 38 hot. Oh my God. I breathe. Oh my God. That is classic. See how your sports teams are heavy acting out of character. Oh man. That's classic. I digress. You threw the ball over to me. I'm actually going to use the, this ball to counteract um, Scotty D's little antics. <laughs> Do you understand when it comes to Tommy John's surgery, the what it entails? As you already said, that he's going to be out for all of 2020. So you try Tommy John's surgery is pretty much a last resort. So you try to go to different specialists, trainers, physicians, et cetera, et cetera, because 
you don't want that to be the end route. You no player wants to go through Tommy John surgery. He's he's had it nope. before though. He's already had it once. So you <laughs> have to be you have to be aware of these kind of things. If there's some kind of problem, fix it. <laughs> What the hell, Pittsburgh? <laughs> well, so I used up my time for that. That, that, that was just maybe my purpose because I, I was reading <laughs> that story too, and I was like, well, dang, he's out for 2020. Two well, years. Yeah, yeah. Two years for one injury. Come on. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, cool. I'm going to let you have the ball. I'm going to come back around the second go around to talk about what I want to talk about. I was just trying to <laughs> help Scotty D out because they, 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 well, they, <laughs> They hit me to my heart. He was he was hot. <laughs> yeah, I thought he got up and left. He did. He did. He <laughs> did. Is, you, you can't mimic that. He got up from whatever he was doing and he just said, <laughs> "The hell with all y'all." <laughs> Pirates organization, you suck for letting it happen. How the hell you want this man get hurt in April and August? Well, he might need Tommy John surgery. Show's over. Roll credits. We'll see you in 2021, bro. <laughs> Whew, all right. Uh, second pepper point. Whew, this is spirited. Uh, the Cleveland Indians, the second place Cleveland Indians. You know, at one point I was like, you know what, man? These Indians aren't looking too good. Uh, you got Trevor Bauer doing what he's doing, and the bats weren't clicking. But all of a sudden, Trevor Bauer is gone. <laughs> the bats are clicking. They get Yasiel Puig in a trade, and uh, they are firing on all cylinders. At the right time of the season, with six games left in the season, there are two and a half games back from the AL Central Division lead, and from the looks of it, they just might take it. They just might take it. All right, now who am I throwing to now? So Scott had a blow up. It's, uh, back, it's back to Scott again. I told you we're gonna keep we're gonna keep it right. We're gonna keep it right. Yeah, okay. And, I, and I'm gonna keep <laughs> that conversation going because uh, in the in the American League wild card, man, that's a, this is a fun thing to watch right now because the Indians are are up a game. Tampa Bay is the second team in, and Oakland's only a game and a half back, and uh, the, they've been playing really well. I think there's uh, I think they lost on Sunday, but they're six and four in their last ten games. In the meantime, the Red Sox won five in a row, and they're still six and a half back. So, right Ooh. now, it looks like Cleveland, Tampa, and Oakland are, are going to be the teams to watch going on there. And I say teams to watch, and if you look at Tampa Bay, they they drew about 300 people on Sunday afternoon in their game against <laughs> the Tigers. So, uh, wow. t- yeah, Tampa Bay's like uh, – they're, they're like Reggie Bush. Do they really even exist? I mean, who even knows? <laughs> they, need, they need to take the whole team to Montreal, not just – Yeah, not might just as well at this point. Yeah. The, whole, the whole thing, throw, throw the whole team away. Throw the whole stadium away at this point in time. Yeah. Can't walk at <laughs> all. <laughs> Pepper point to you, B-Live. Over to you, brother. All right. Well, this seems like a nice spirited round of Pepper – and we're talking baseball because that's where I'm going with it as well. Because my pepper point is we just saw a preview of the National League Championship Series between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves. And the Atlanta Braves came out two out of the three games. It was just up and down. Like Los Angeles has a pitching crew for days, man. And Atlanta better get their bullpen together because I think Atlanta has more offensive power. But Jesus, like when we're letting them, when we're letting Los Angeles score six, seven runs after the sixth inning, it's just not it's not conducive. So, but 
it was good to see that the youth of the Braves freaking coming out two out of the three in um, mid-late August, because this is crunch time, baby. This is where we've made the trades, we've made the pickups, we've done all the call-ups and everything. And I pray to God that my Atlanta Braves get healthy because we've got a lot of players on the um, injured list right now. Like um, Walking Mark, wounded. Right. So, I mean... I need, I need them to get healthy because this is it's about that time. October is just around the corner when it comes to baseball, and that's when I really yeah. get into it. So, man, I was loving it. Two out of three, chop on, baby. Eddie Cool, have at it. There's nothing like playoff baseball. I remember when I first moved up here to Cleveland, my girlfriend and I went to the um, went to the uh, division series between the Red Sox and the Indians. And that was, I was happy. I finally got to see the big poppy play in this last season. So I was excited about that. So, uh, yeah, get it together, Braves. Get it together. Let me just throw in real quick because I can attest to playoff baseball in Cleveland, Ohio, because I was up there in October when we went to Detroit for the pe- – that, that is and right. Dude, yes, what, yes. what was it? Was it, thir- was it a 13 inning game or something like that? That we were in? Yep, 13 in the game. Oh, yep. boy. That was – I I love the scenery there because we were, about a couple of miles away from the stadium? Something like – Not too far away from – probably about 15 minutes oh, max. If gotcha. That. I didn't know how far it was. But, dude, just the, just the scene in Cleveland right there and just the excitement was amazing. I just want to throw that in there. Here, you can have the ball back. My bad, my bad. Hey, one more time I put over Cleveland. Good, bad, or indifferent. They love their teams and they will fight you, all right? Just to let you know. Good, bad, or indifferent. They will fight you. You should see the buzz about the Browns. But um, the third and final pepper point goes to the World Wrestling Entertainment, the squared circle, the lights, if you will, the king, or <coughs> excuse me, the king of the ring tournament. They're bringing that back. And it is to crown a king of the ring. The thing about the King of the Ring tournament is it's a great tournament to help up-and-coming superstars become more relevant, a.k.a. gives them some time to shine. So we have Cesaro, Samoa Joe, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Cedric Alexander, Sami Zayn, The Miz, Barry Corbin, and on the SmackDown side of things, we have Andrade, Apollo Crews, Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin, Ali, Bertie Murphy, Kevin Owens, and Elias. I know you're wondering, like, where the Roman Reigns and the Brock Lesnar's of the world? They don't need to be there, but guess guess what? You need to build more new superstars, and the King of the Ring tournament is a great vehicle to do so. And that's it for my Peppa point. Uh, as in the words of Money Man Scott did for us, Gump, that's all I have to say about that. And I'm throwing the ball to Scotty. All right, um, some bad news for me this week as a Laker fan. I saw DeMarcus Cousins uh, tore up that knee, and he's probably not going to be able to play this coming year. And that might might do it for him as a as a career. Uh, he wow. may be able to come back at some point as a as a role player, but uh, the once promising career is probably is probably out the window. And I hate seeing that for Boogie. And an even worse news: the Lakers are considering Dwight Howard. Uh, <laughs> be live over to you. <laughs> I was just putting in a little snippet. The Dude, fact uh, that before, because Dwight Howard wanted to come back to the Lakers, the Lakers said, uh-uh. But then when Boogie uh-uh. Cousins got hurt, they're like, hell, oh, by the way, um, we saw your missed calls. want to call you back. <laughs> you want to come over? All right, cool. Yeah, but the <laughs> Lakers, got to love it. Got to love the sideshow. 
All right, my third and final pepper point, still baseball, because in the midst of that Atlanta Braves, Los Angeles Dodgers um, series, Ronald Acuna, he is the hottest thing in baseball right now. I think he leads the league with um, nine home runs in the uh, month of August. He's been killing it. He um, was in the home run derby, hitting the ball all over the field, unlike everybody else that they just pull it. He was hitting home runs all over the field and showing pure raw power. This dude will be the next thing smoking, and the Braves got him on a discount. However, and I love it, love it, love it. However, he he hit a ball in the bottom of the fourth inning, and it had, it had some heat to it. It was on its way, going, going, going. It did not clear the wall in Atlanta and bounce back. And But because he was too busy stargazing, it was the longest single that anybody's ever hit in their entire life. <laughs> it could have easily been a double. But because he's stargazing, because he's young, he's only 21, it was only a single. The, um, the Braves were down 3-1. to one. Now you got a runners on first and third. So what does he try to do to make up for his mistake? He tries. Oh, oh, I know, I know, I know. He tries to steal. He tries to steal second, and is caught. Shoof, out of there. So now you've got a runner on third, and instead of having runners on second and third, what it should have been the entire time. Now you just have a runner on third. Strike out, strike out. Braves are out of the inning with nothing. They get nothing out of all of that. So the skipper, Brian um, Snicker, Snickers, I think, Snicker, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Yep, Snicker, yep, Snicker. He said, young, young blood, young blood, young blood. Can't do that. Got to sit you down. What? S- benched the hottest guy in baseball right now. His Backup, Rafael Ortega. Rafael Ortega comes in, replaces them in center field. Austin Riley goes to left field where um, Ortega was. Ortega moves over to center field. In the sixth inning, bases loaded, Braves down 3-1. Rafael Ortega says, Acuna, I got you. Bing! Grand slam. The Braves, oh, just beautiful. I jumped out of the bed. I was tomahawk chopping, chopping all over the place. Chop on Atlanta Braves. This is a learning point for Acuna. He was professional about it after the game. He knows he did wrong. Run it out, baby. You, you, hey, you the man. Just run it out. So Just run do. it out, baby. Just run it out. Run cool. Out, run out. I'm good with it. Atlanta Braves, World Series champions. It's going to happen this year. Yes, sir. All right. Scott, that sound for me with what Clint Hurdle did earlier in the season with, with – I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to – No, that's not comparison. Like, Acuna should have been benched. I 100% agree with that. And it worked mm-hmm. out perfectly. Lesson learned. Got a grand slammy out of the bottom. The backup, <laughs> it worked out perfectly. Stuff like that doesn't happen in Pittsburgh. A, a, 
We, no, we, it certainly ooh, doesn't. Ooh. I'd like to fight you on that one, but you're you're right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've sapped the life out of me. They've taken all the fight out of me. Scott, like, I ain't got no more in me. Speed don't got no more in us. That is another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast in the books. But before we go, the sign-up for the Fantasy Football League is closed. Over with. Done. We got our 10 teams. And if you missed out, there's always next year. <laughs> there's always next year. So, uh, yeah, like I said, the live draft will be the 22nd, a.k.a. this coming Thursday at 8 p.m. Live draft. Clear your calendars. Tell your girlfriend, hey, sit right there. Read this for me. Give me these papers. And let's get ready to have some fun. Fantasy football season. Oh, I love it. I love it. And uh, I'm trying to win this year. I don't know what the rest of y'all, but I'm trying to win. Going to win this year. Yeah. I know B-Live got something uh, to You already say. know it. And I just love the fact that this, um, the Sports Bros Fantasy Football League is a rebranded version of the Cool Football League, which your boy is a three-time, three-time, three-time. <laughs> Cool. Uh, no, football. it's not. Here's me tapping you on the shoulder, pal. I was not involved before, so this is a brand new league. Here's a new sheriff in town. Oh, so you ain't wow. gonna you ain't gonna get away with picking Hunter Renfro in the first round when I'm in town, buddy. <laughs> I see that might just happen. Too. I, I know it. Know. <laughs> no, I I've made sound draft picks and I've made sound pickups and trades throughout the years. That's why I'm a three-time champion. And here's the thing, Scotty D. You might be new to this, but you're just you're an, you're an expansion team. The league has been existing. Just because you're coming into it doesn't take away my records, my Hall of Fame status. You, oh, yes. Let's here's, do this. Let's wrap the, it up here. I had enough of this guy for the day. I gave him enough love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. The, yes. Wow. So, yes. The, the real heel there turn. We, we wait on Sasha Banks' heel <laughs> turn, but we got the Money Man heel turn right now. Beeline, where can they reach Oh, you? man. They can, you can find me in St. Louis. No, no. <laughs> pow, pow. Oh, oh. Oh, man. You can find me. Um, at Max Speech up here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, 482 North McPherson Church Boulevard Road. Boulevard? Lord, I'm just making up names now. But it's, <laughs> it's North McPherson Church Road. I'm just trying to make it all elaborate. And there's nothing elaborate in um, Fayetteville. But hey, we've got award, wow. award-winning um, smoked meats, pulled pork brisket, some of the best burgers around. Come check me out. We got all the football that you can handle, all the baseball that you can handle coming up. Man, whatever you need, holla at your boy. On social media, you can find your boy on um, Twitter and Instagram. This be your boy. Be live. No eyes. So T-H-S-B-E-Y-A-B-O-Y-B-L-I-V to the E. Yes, sir. You answer. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. And you can also find us, the Sports Bros Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter. On Twitter, it's Sports Bros PCast. On Instagram, it's Sports Bros Podcast. You can find us on our YouTube page. We're working on that each and every day, uploading new material. You can find me on our Facebook like page, the Sports Bros Podcast. You can also check us out 
on our new uh, WordPress site. Eddie Cool, I'll let That's you. It. I'll let you fill that in. Um, we're working on. We're, basically, we are working every day to add new, better material for you to see. This is sports for the fan by the fan. So, man, check us out on all of our um, all of our outlets. Check me out again on Wednesdays with What Happened Wednesdays. <laughs> man, like I said this last week, please check that out, man. That is, I think, again, my favorite. I loved it. Full of laughs. Mercedes, I'm still waiting on the rebuttal. And any other Ohio State fans out there trying to trademark the word, <laughs> God bless, I can't even say it, because that don't even make no sense to me. D. Anyway, where do I take this word? This oh, yeah, <laughs> please do. I said it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man, check us out. All the outlets, man. Sports Bros Podcast. We're growing every day. Yes, sir. Scotty D, where can they reach you? Um, you can't reach me, but uh, if you want to check me on Facebook, <laughs> Scott Donnelly. That's all you need to know. That's all people know. And, of course, I'm the HOC, Eddie Cool. I promise you I will have a video coming out this Thursday. This Thursday. I've been having a lot going on between soon-to-be graduation and some other things. But guess what? Thursday, oh, you finna get this video. You can believe that. Uh, check me out on Snapchat, Super Cool Five Thousand, uh, all one word. Instagram, Cool Season. Also, you can check me out on the uh, Sports Bros Podcast Instagram account, the Twitter account, Sports Bros Pcast, the WordPress. I'm going to release that information soon. I'm working on it, working on a few things. Um, also, might have some logos for us, guys, some little designs for us. I got some behind the scenes stuff going on too. But you can also reach me on Facebook at my regular Facebook profile, Eddie Cool. And also the Sports Bros Podcast like page. All right, fellas, you got any, any closing words? Any closing remarks? R.I.P. Oh, yeah. Cedric Benson. Oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah R.I.P. Cedric Benson. Oh my God, he was on my fantasy team. I think in the early in the um, about six or seven years ago. So R.I.P. to Cedric Benson. Gone thirty six years old. Gone too soon. When you're riding the motorcycles, y'all please be careful out there. Please be careful out there. Be last again. Oh yeah, just um. Also, another addition that we're um, working with um, on Facebook, we um, have a new a new group. It's an extension of the podcast. It's the Sports Bros Family, which we invite all of our listeners and all of our, all people that have liked our page to join. And this is where you can post about your favorite sports stories and everything and share with us. And that absolutely helps us add to the material that we have with our podcast and bring in new fresh material every single week so we cordially invite all of you to join the sports bros family yep come check us out and for the money man scotty d and the almighty be live this is the head of creative eddie cool and in closing <laughs> be like you roll oh, credits <laughs> <laughs> and in closing do something nice for yourself and if you can do something nice for someone else they'll greatly appreciate it this is the sports bros do better <laughs> yes sir <laughs> bye <y'all. laughs>